on this episode of Resi Week, DirecTV says they're going to start broadcasting Major League Baseball in 4K. How do you turn scope creep to work for you? Plus, we look at the world of smart walks. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 11, recorded Monday, April 18th, 2016. Counseling your clients. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Display Note. This is Resi Week, the weekly look at the home automation, AV, everything for the residential market for AV. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. With us this week is Mr. Matt D. Scott from Omega Audio Video. Oh, yeah, he also happens to be our graphics and marketing and everything pretty at AV Nation. So how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. That's a very pregnant pause. <laughs> Uh, also with us is uh, Todd Anthony Puma from The Source. How are you, sir? Doing well, Tim. Thank you. Good. Very good. Uh, all right, guys, real quickly, uh, let's get this uh, show on the road. See if I can bring up the right article here. Uh, so DirecTV did something interesting last uh, two weeks ago. They broadcast the Masters in 4K. <clears throat> now, depending on who you read and depending on who you listen to, uh, everybody from John Siaka to... Um, Julie Jacobson, it was either a great success or a horrible failure, <laughs> depending. Um, I, I think Siaka said something to the effect it was almost quite, it was not quite 720 or something uh, snarky like that. Um, but it was an attempt, right? It was an attempt to get to get content in 4K. It was an attempt to get live sports in 4K. Not a bad idea. Uh, Todd, for your part, uh, this, I'm sorry, the story is, let's see if I can actually do my job today. The story is DirecTV is now going to broadcast Major League Baseball games in 4K. Um, one qualifier to that, it's it's actually 4K uh, ultra high definition. Uh, so if you're a purist, it's not quite quote unquote 4K, but it's it's ultra HD. Um, Todd, what does this mean for the future of 4K in the home? What does this mean for uh, getting you know in in I guess the race for getting live content into the home, whether it's DirecTV, your local cable provider, or Dish? I look at this as an opportunity for upsales. You know, going into the customer's home, offering the customer uh, added equipment, changeovers in their equipment, um, room boxes, wiring, new 2.2 AB receivers, televisions and in, in, uh, multiple rooms. Um, with events like this, you know, MLB games, uh, Masters, in 4K, it brings customers awareness. It lets them understand that 4K is now something viable, something that is becoming a standard, something that's a staple. And at this point, they're going to look on investing their dollars into newer equipment. And they're going to come to guys like Matt and myself um, to find out what they need in order to have this happen. Uh, what equipment they'll need in order to make 4K possible in their home besides for the TVs. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. I think, you know, 4K is starting to uh, become a little bit more serious than it was last year. We know it's more serious than 3D is, uh, especially it's a resolution type. And I'm looking forward to seeing more 
uh, programming and you know 4K content coming in the future. All right, uh, Mr. Scott, uh, our buddy uh, uh, Steve Bronner, uh, Stephen Bronner from uh, Georgia, uh, has told us on a couple of occasions that he mm-hmm. tries to future-proof as much as possible. Um, he doesn't have the conversation about whether or not 4K is viable. This is what he specs for the, the homes that he does. Um, is that the key, mm-hmm. is that where where integrators for the homes need to be right now? Where it you know what I'm not even going to have the conversation about 1080 at all. You're doing 4K on some level. Uh, you might want to do you know maybe you know up to two as as low as 2,000 lines, but you're you're talking either UHD TV or you're you're talking 4K. Yeah, I think it is that that time and you know I, I think when we're to the point where we realize that it's less about the actual 4K content per se and less about the 4K buzzword and it's about providing the best product available to your customer and the best product that they can afford and taking out you know from any of our suppliers that top chunk of your your price list or your product list just because it's 4K doesn't mean that that product isn't the right product to sell them today. Knowing that, hey, we do finally have 4K available in a set-top box. We do have it on you know, some of the uh, Android players, and we definitely have it available on the Internet. So to not go ahead and, just as Todd said, sell them something that helps them move forward. Sell them something that isn't going to be outdated because give it you know, three years from now, two years from now even, you're not going to buy a non 4K device. Okay, unless you're shopping. Oh, no, hey, explain that though. Because they still well, don't have a, they still hang on, they still don't have a viable physical media player, right? Right. Right. 4K? Is, is it 4K? To, yeah, sorry. Is it is it going to be a physical media device? I don't think so. You've, you've got to have a, a, an interim yeah. here. I, I don't think people, so either. I'm okay. I agree. I agree. I agree. I I want a medium. I want. I, I still love my Blu-ray player. I, still I don't want Blu-rays. one. I'm saying that the average consumer would want one. No. I I want to get rid so. of all my DVDs because my, my my my. Here we go. I want to get rid of all my DVDs because my eight and and ten year olds still treat them like frisbees. Right. I can't That's tell you how many versions of freaking Toy Story I've purchased over the last eight years. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I should own stock in Disney at this point. But I, I, that's why I love stuff it, like the the, um, the 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 Roku and the Xbox One because I I don't down I don't purchase games anymore I don't purchase physical media if I can get away with it, right? Exactly, and that's that's where 4K is going to make its bones in availability to online content. You can I can film 4K on my iPhone, and I can stream that to a 4K device. That works just fine. What we're going to see, and, and again, it's it's the fact that how long did it take for 720p devices, or, or not devices, but displays, Content. Yeah, displays, outside of commercial, how long did it take for those 720-only TVs to only be available at Costco and Sam's Club and Walmart and Target? They weren't available at Best Buy. They weren't available at your... Or, and if they were, it was overstocked and trying to get rid of months and sometimes years. That's what we're going to see down the road. So when you look at most of my clients, they will per- residential clients, that is, they'll purchase a display, 
keep it for anywhere from four to seven years. That's kind of our our current turnover, and we've been in this for 15 years, uh, no, 16 years now. So we can, you know, we have the data to back that up. So you look at that, and if they're going to buy a display today, why would I not sell them something that's 4K capable today, knowing that they're, you know, our local big teleco. Uh, Rogers has been promoting 4K for Blue Jays baseball all winter long, waiting for it. The boxes are available. You can get it. Why would I not sell them something that in two years, you're not going to go buy your 10 or, or get your 1080p DVR from your cable co or your, or your satellite provider. You're going to get a 4K box. Why wouldn't I sell them something today that they can use down the road? Yeah. Because if they want the latest and greatest and top-of-the-line market product, they're going to buy that in two years anyways. Those are those rant, those are those few clients that constantly want to upgrade. Your average consumer, and again, I mean our average consumer, guys that are coming to integrators, there's still that percentage of, of clients that want to upgrade every device every year or every two years is still fairly small. Our average, and, and I'm sure Tom, Todd's company is the same, our average users, they don't want us in their house nonstop replacing pieces every year. But they do like seeing us every two to three years. <laughs> <laughs> they want us in there to replace those products. So why wouldn't we sell a 4K device? Yeah, did it look fantastic on the Masters? Not really. I haven't seen it in baseball. I've seen the promos. I've seen it in a, a telco store running 4K. Does it look fantastic? No. Is it as good as the demos we see on the on the show floors? No. Is it better? But is than, it cool? Here's yeah. the thing, though. Is it, is it one quick, Are people going to buy it? Is it yeah. better than 1080? Is are are the, even the promos and the stuff like that? Is that is that even better than 1080? Mm, it I've is. I've seen it... promos that are better than 1080. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Todd. Go ahead, Todd. It, it's going to come oh. down to yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. It, it's going to be something where it's a different picture type, especially once you add HDR into it. It looks different. Does that mean it's better? Uh, I don't know. The ones I've seen, I've seen demos of 4K that are dramatically better than 1080p. I haven't seen a broadcast demo that looks better than 1080p. Now, is that because I can't perceive the difference in pixel depth or pixel count? Because I, I can, but am I not seeing it side by side? I don't know. More importantly, is it the HDR effect that's different? And I can't, uh, I'm not yet to that point where I note, can, can see that HDR difference, which looks so dramatically different than a traditional 1080p, and say, oh, wow, that looks great. But keep in mind, most of our customers, if they see a display in Costco or Best Buy or wherever they're seeing displays that aren't our shops, they're watching it on Vivid. And when we come in and calibrate the display, they go, why is it so dark? I want it on Vivid. <laughs> I want it to clear my eyeballs right. out. Or as soon as you walk out like the door, it, they just flip it to Vivid. Pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've had countless clients where we will literally leave for a weekend during an installation, having calibrated their theater room or their big 80-inch display, come back the next Monday morning and go, 
why does it look like crap? Oh, you know what? It was really dark. Uh, my son found the, the real remote and, and flipped it to Vivid. It's awesome. I love it. Like, okay, sure. Whatever. Whatever you like. <laughs> All right. Now. Yes. I was just say, I'm ready to buy a 4K display for my house, knowing I'll have minimal content. But I'm okay with it. Because for the couple of things I can run at 4K, I'm all down with it. Yeah, my wife it, it, unfortunately thinks that having a baby is more important than me having another TV. It's not. And if you'd like a letter of reference to that effect, I'll, I will gladly get Todd to write you one. You right. send me one? <laughs> no, oh, thank you, because I'm from New York. I'm what not going to take your wife off. Are you kidding me? She'll kick my butt. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Mr. Puma here has written a, sp a piece for residential systems called Turning Scope Creep into an Advantage. Uh, I read this with with some interest and, and a little bit uh, chuckling knowingly as he's going through the, the pains and the, and the uh, angst of, of getting scope creep. Um, Todd, what were you – and I shouldn't say what were you thinking, but, but walk us through this. How exactly – can we do what exactly you're talking about, which is taking the wonderful add-ons that happen in a, in a number of projects. I'm not going to say every project, but in a number of projects where you're halfway through or you're three-fourths three of the way through, and suddenly they, they see the next 4K display. I'm like, holy cow, I want that instead of what you spec'd. That, if, that's really not the issue uh, that I was kind of uh... – you know, speaking about in this, it was more of during the construction phases that when we're in the process and they want to add another room, uh, say another additional speakers, a pair of speakers, and since you're already there, um, I thought it was included. They're trying to, customers will think just because you're on site and they're paying for the day that it's included. No matter what you do there, you're, you're, it's all right. You're there. I'm not going to pay for the additional time. You're running four wires to the room. You're passing by that room. Why can't you just add another two lines to to this room? It, it's 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 free, right? That wire you're running doesn't cost anything. Your labor, there's no value because you you're worth nothing. Oh wow! Uh, because I that's but that's the way they treat it. Is you have to go through conversations with the clients and the customers we deal with in New York. They're a little rougher than most clientele. They're a little more forward and. They're, they're used to treating their contractors like the hired help. They don't see us as equals. They don't see us even as advisors because they have all the information. They they know about this. They've been through the process before. They've been moving and you know, flipping homes. Yeah, they use the internet. Nothing on the internet is wrong. Let me tell you that right now. I just want to make that clear. There has never been any information on the internet that has been wrong. None. I don't think I have read anything wrong. God help so, us because you guys have a primary but now coming that, up. Now that that's being said, but with, what you have to try to avoid, and this is what I'm learning to do through the process of trial, and I don't even know what to call it at this point, but just by experience, um, is to put everything on the table. If the customer needs a change, stop the process, call the customer, go through the process with the customer, go through what you offered already, go through the scope of work, and make sure that the prior scope of work was very clear on the amount of rooms you're doing. And here's just one bit of advice as well. If a job needs to be done a few days after the consult, don't take the job. 
if you haven't been able to explain to the customer, if you haven't been able to go through your process, if anything is broken from what you normally do, and you know the job is a little more detailed than just hanging the TV and putting a couple of speakers in, that you need to go through with the customer and go through the scope of work. Just don't take the job. Take control. Don't let the customer ever take control of the project because the first step of a loss is when the customer is in charge. Yes, their opinion matters, but we are the professionals. We are their advisors. We're here to let them know what we have experienced before, what works and what doesn't work, even though they want to know and what they think they know. We're here, and I say it every day, is my line to them is we're here to educate, not negotiate. And that's what they're always on. They're ready to negotiate through the process. There's a lot of steps through the process that we can offer to them as a courtesy. I don't know what those steps are because I can't think of it right now, but <laughs> there are steps that we offer to them as a courtesy. But running wire and deviating from the original scope of work is only going to stop us from getting the original scope of work done. And then they look at us like we didn't fulfill our entity agreement. There's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing is, is any sort of scope creep that, that that's the danger, right? Is they think it's one simple thing. And, you know, suddenly, um, you know, yeah, maybe you're, you're, they're, they're upgrading, you know, you, you mentioned wire, let's say that they're changing from a 75 inch to an 80 inch. Well, first of all, you know, it maybe the, the power plug is in a different place. So you have to have power differently. You have to, it's going to be heavier. So you have to have different backing. It's probably, it might take a di totally completely different mount. And so you have to re, you have to buy a new mount, in which case you've got to take the one that you already purchased and restock it, and there's charges with that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot simpler just to, you know, Pro explain to that. Programming speaking, you know, Rich and I are working on this project together, and anything I do or anything I add, it can cause – it is a cause and effect, especially for Rich. All right, I'll add this room. I haven't communicated with Rich. How do I know what the costs are going to be? How do I know how much time is going to be invested into this? Just because, again, the customer is doing to me, then I should be doing it to Rich. Oh, Rich, we just added a room. That's going to take no time at all, right? I don't know that. I don't well, know what it takes. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for when we start to, as you know, integrators and, and professionals, but when we start to treat our industry and our job as professionals, we're not just speaker guys anymore. Yeah. We're not just you know general labor that can come in and pull wire. There's a reason you pay us to pull wire and you don't pay your electrician or your, your GC. There's a reason that we're on site. And whenever we can properly educate the customer or the client, what you know, that we're professionals. We don't come into their place of work and tell them how to do their job and expect them to, you know, if you, we have, we have quite a few dentists and, and doctors that we do work for and I continually have to explain to them, I don't come down, sit in your dental chair and ask you to do one filling and then halfway through say, oh, you know what, can you do three more? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm already here. There's no extra time. You'll be fine. So, you know, I'll pay I'll pay the 300 bucks for the one filling and I won't pay for the other two because I'm already here. Why it's not a big deal. As soon as we do that and let them treat us not as professionals, let them treat us as general labor, then we've become general labor. Um, I know we got into a practice uh, not not too long into <laughs> doing residential 
where anything extra, anything outside of the scope had to be signed off on. We maybe didn't mm-hmm. quote it, but all of our guys have either an iPhone or an iPad with a generic pages document that they can pull up and write in, you know, extra audio to this room, sign here, date here. As soon as they do it, we'll email you a copy. The office gets a copy. We may not price it, but if they're not willing to sign off saying that they want that additional thing done, you're never going to bill for it. You're never going to get that snuck in underneath without some sort of fight over why. And I think one of the biggest things that you, you wrote in your article, Todd, that I loved was talking about the iPhone and trying to load an app. Our guys get that all the time, and, and that's such a big issue of, oh, can you just help me move this in my garage? Or, you know, you're here, can you just adjust this TV for me? What happens if you guys didn't do that? You guys didn't work on that, and there's a problem. We've, for the most part, been able to train our guys that it is a liability issue. We're not, not helping you with something because we don't want to help you, but you have to go through the office for that. We can't help you move whatever, move the couch. We can't touch it because as soon as we touch it and there's a scrape on the floor, then my guys are pay- or I'm paying yeah. <laughs> because my guys right. scraped your hardwood floor. We can't touch it. We're not movers. We are electronics experts. This is what we do. We, we are a professional you know, company. We are professional people. We can't just help you out. We're not your buddy. We're, you know, we, we have a client, uh, professional relationship. We have to keep it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I love the, the, the analogy of the, of the dentist. Can you just do this one over here? Sorry. Just, you know. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, last... just do this one. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right, real quickly as as we wrap up here, um, I love what Cena is doing. Cena actually purchased cnet.com if you're not familiar with them. They purchased a house. Uh, they're they're based out of San Francisco. I have no idea how much the freaking thing cost, uh, but they're turning it into a smart home and they're writing different articles about it. Uh, one of the latest ones that they did was the smart lock buying guide. So I figured, what the heck, we'll we'll get you guys uh, on here and start talking about this. Mr. Scott, um, when you start talking about you know the Internet of Things and smart devices, uh, what are some of the things that you that you uh, yes oh jeez be quiet what are some of the things that that you start um, when you have a checklist for your clients you're like okay you want to do this this and this at what point do you say you're starting to look mm-hmm. at an IoT or a smart device? Never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a hard one because you know IoT is one of those fun things that obviously has taken off in the last couple of years and it's it's big news and big business and everybody's excited about it and very few people realize that it doesn't really work the way it's sold yet it has you know this whole Jetsons option of being that flexible and that integrated that it'll do everything but off the shelf none of these things do that and, you know, we're getting more and more IoT questions. Um, and, yeah, CNET's been great because they're really walking through a lot of stuff. And we've got clients that have read some of their blogs on it. The When we get asked about it, we pretty much preface it with uh, a question back to the, the client of, what do you want it to do? Do you want your smart lock to unlock with your app? 
and that's the end of it. Because if that's all you want, then that's fine. But if you want some form of integrated service, you want to come home, push a button, have your door unlock, your lights turn on, and the temperature come down, then that's a whole other conversation. And we really need to investigate this. You can't just go to Home Depot and buy a lock because you'll be going to Home Depot and returning said lock and hopefully maybe possibly getting your money back. But more than not, it's going to go on your pool shed because it's <laughs> not likely, a lot of times, going to work with our systems. And more importantly, the time it takes for us, Todd mentioned this earlier uh, in the scope crew conversation, the time it takes us to integrate that kind of crappy lock you bought at Home Depot into this bigger system, that $200 lock just became a $600 installed solution. Whereas we could have got a lock that works with the, you know, whether it's like the big one we see is somebody gets Z-Wave and we need, Z we need Zigbee in the house or vice versa or whatever. And they don't and have And it becomes, it. okay, so now we need this part. Yeah, we need this part, this part, and this part to make that all work. And it, again, this is this is the same issue that we had with Sonos when Sonos first started. It didn't integrate with anything. People thought it would work with everything, and it didn't. It worked with one piece in its own system, and it worked very well at that, but that's all it did. This is that same thing as we go through IoT um, where it, the... It's going to take us as professionals to explain to clients how most of this stuff works because the marketing that they're getting, even from guys like CNET, isn't going to do it. We're really, be, we're really starting to hit that point where probably the biggest thing that you need to look at as you're hiring people is how well they're able to educate a client, how well they can articulate the knowledge that we have to those clients because as Todd you know well knows we're like he and I aren't on site every day we're not in front of those customers every day a lot of times we're there when we sell it and monitoring that project but we're not there when the client walks in and says hey check out this new box I got isn't it awesome can a can you guys put it in <laughs> and two we can just integrate this that'll be fine it, sure we we need to, yeah we need to make sure that all of our all of our staff members are aware of a how this stuff works and b how to you know ensure that our clients understand what we can do with with those purchases that either they want uh, or better have these conversations had these off at the pass. All right, Todd. Same same kind I think of is, is almost more important. Uh, how do you I, I, go ahead? I, I think what the most important thing is is the demo to the client a system that works as a whole home system has a better ecosystem that communicates with itself and then immediately to shut out the other oh look I heard about this great product okay so then you have to go through the story like just like you're a counselor so what did you hear about this product oh what did you like about this product <laughs> have you used this product before you have <laughs> used this product before oh, hold man. on we're getting there you know, and it's true. It's it's you have to take care of your clients, but it gets to be repetitive and starts. It makes you crazy after a point. And there's so much information out there. CNET is selling like the Apple mentality. I work with me. That's it. 
I'm working with myself. These brands don't care about integrating with others. And after a while, once they begin become a little more stable, like Nest and Google, um, they'll start communicating with other companies. Amazon Echo is doing a great job in building affiliates and you know having other people work with them. Um, and you know what? I hope more companies become like that. But every single brand that's coming out there that does a you know garage door openers, lights, locks, you know anything you could control, your kids' temperaments, you know I don't know. Uh, vitamin t intake, it's going to be out there, and the customer's going to want it, <laughs> and the customer's going to want it, and they're okay. It's okay to ask questions, but I have learned the one word that I like to use a lot, and I use it with my kids all the time. It's the word no, and it just shut down the process. And why, if they ask that question, why? Because it's not good for you. You don't want it. Oh, <laughs> it just, that's, <laughs> that's it. You got to scold them. You know. That's why you can't have jelly like beans for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, it, it's night. just communication is everything talking to a customer and they are excited the customers through the process get very excited they look for more and they look to be involved in the process and that's okay I like that excitement but we have to redirect them and push them into what we're there for is building a control system for now and for the future. Something that's easy integrate easily integrated, that you don't have multiple apps, just like when you had multiple remotes in front of your TV for VCR, yep. DVD player, and all those old things that I can't remember the names were. Um Laserdisc, like Betamax. Turntables. Turn your time. I Ooh, know. Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Netto. But that, like, that's, very that's the biggest thing is that Jeez. so many of so many of these devices have become essentially remotes, uh, unto themselves. Yes. Right. It's become that you 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 finally stepped up. You've got a you've got a hard you got a TI. You got a device that can control all of everything from one piece, and you did fantastic at that. But we're back to square one with all these IoT devices, where your iPhone is just holding all these different apps that are working like remotes for those clients. It's oh shoot, where did I put that? I knew I had that app for my for my lock. Where did I put that? Where did I? I can't find it. And you get back to that point where again, we're promised this smart home dream from all of these manufacturers, and they've been very short sighted on the fact that for it to actually be a smart home means it has to work with something else. And since so many of these things don't directly easily work with something else for the client. It's just not going to function. We had a we had a client um, a couple of weeks ago, and we were doing work in his house. It was a full RTI system. We we're getting it all up and running, and he started asking questions about uh, Caseta, which is a product that we sell a lot of. And I was able to explain, you know, what what we had, the price points, how we could uh, deploy it in his house. It's like, oh yeah, my my buddy got one, and uh, he got a controller, and he got this, and he got that, and he bought a bunch of stuff at Home Depot. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. How's it working out? Well, he can't really control it all. It's sort of, kind of, <laughs> sort of, a little bit. And, you know, we had that conversation, and we were back on site a couple of weeks later, and I'm like, hey, how's, how's your buddy's system working out? Because he was going to check it out and wanted to, you know, put some of that into his house. And uh, he's like, oh, did you not hear about Wink? I'm like, oh, that Wink went bankrupt again? He's like, yeah. That was, like, I was blown away. The... Oh man! Guys, he didn't catch reason. the again part of that, did he? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, not at all. And uh, you know, again, it, it's that whole stigma of 
yes, there's a lot of little things out there that do this, but for the same reason you don't buy a new car at $2,000, that it costs money to buy a real car, it costs money to buy a real control system. Now, hang on. The, the Yugo package. was a great car. Yugo. It was... It was not. <laughs> it was not a great car. I, I know my Eastern European history. It was not a great car. It was a fabulous car. It was four doors, I, I two doors for $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys. <laughs> We're going to let you guys go. Uh, Mr. Todd Anthony Puma, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim. How do people find you? You can find me at, uh, at somewhere on Twitter, at Todd Anthony Puma for okay. Twitter. Also, also on residential systems as well. At residential systems. Oh, residentialsystems.com and also at the source home theater.com. There you go. I'm trying to help you out here, but I know it's Monday. Thanks, man. Uh, I forgot where I work. Also, <laughs> Mr. Scott, thank you, sir. Thank you. How do people find you and, and Omega? Uh, you can find me online pretty much anywhere under Matt D. Scott. Uh, OmegaAudioVideo.com works as well. And then I'm always. Uh, around it at, at SCN and some of the new Bay properties. And of course our very own avnation.tv. Yay. If you, if you like the website, it's Matt's fault. If you don't, it's my fault. So it's kind of how that, that relationship works. So yeah. Did we take your keys away yet? No, no, you still haven't. Even though I deleted the site for 12 hours. Uh, so my name is Tim Albright. We're going to take you. I know. Don't follow me. Go by the website if you would please. Avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. You can see Mr. Scott's fine handiwork when it comes to building websites. Uh, you also find a whole lot of programs like this one. Our weekly uh, version of Resi Week is called AV Week. We cover the commercial end of AV that happens every Friday. Typically posts on Monday. We also have a bunch of of monthlies such as State of Control. Where we look at control and automation. Uh, we have one on education. Uh, lighting, social media, and marketing, all sorts of stuff. So, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been Rizzy Week.